Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Are you a member of Costco or Sam's Club? Wholesale retail stores such as this are able to sell their products for much cheaper than local businesses. However, the question I pose to you and my guest today, Carly Adams, is, is bulk shopping anti-minimalist? There's a certain affordability when it comes to big chains. However, big box retail stores also promote consumerism due to the sheer volume of products for sale. As we work through this topic, I'm sure you'll build your own pros and cons list to see whether it's a right choice for your family. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is the best way you can help this podcast succeed and grow. I'd also love to know how you've been enjoying my new book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity. So far, I've heard wonderful feedback and have been blown away by the positive responses. If you've recently finished or are about to do so, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review on Amazon? It helps other readers find the book and prompts the publisher to print more copies to keep it in stock. Thank you so much in advance for your time with this. I've included an easily accessible link in the show notes for you. Again, thank you to everyone who supports The Minimalist Moms by listening, leaving rating and reviews, sending me direct messages on Instagram, just following along on social media in general. I so appreciate you being here. Carly, thanks so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we are going to talk today about bulk shopping, which is something that I haven't discussed before on the podcast. So I can't wait to pick your brain a little bit about this. But before we get into that, you can go ahead and introduce yourself to listeners. Just allow them to know if you consider yourself a minimalist and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, so um, my name is Carly Adams. I am a professional organizer and I'm based in Sacramento, California, although I work with people virtually. So wherever they are. And yeah, I just love helping people declutter and get organized. And I do consider myself a minimalist and it definitely influences everything that I do with work, including getting into this field in the first place. But I found so much joy in minimalism that I like honestly want to share that with others. Absolutely. I feel like that is what has happened for a lot of us that are in this realm. Just we've seen such a benefit to our own lives that we just can't help but like shout it from the rooftops. I feel like I do that my day to day. So it's cool to have a platform to do it too. Absolutely. So let's talk about bulk shopping. This was something that someone had asked about. And I would say my first question that I wanted to discuss is buying in bulk anti-minimalist. I, and I know this might not, this might not be a popular opinion, but I don't believe that bulk buying is anti-minimalist. I think you can absolutely be a minimalist and bulk shop. Um, I say that because I do, I'm not like shunning anyone with a Costco membership or, you know, uh, any sort of club membership. I just think that there's ways to go about it that can be like anything else with minimalism. Just going into it with intention is going to be everything. I totally agree with you. I wouldn't say for all minimalism, I feel like people try and fit you into these little categories and you have to do this or you only have to have a certain amount of things or you have to have only three pairs of pants. And I definitely don't Mm -hmm. subscribe to those ideas, but I think, and we'll probably get into it, but I would just say minimalism and applying that to bulk shopping. It's like, we don't need to buy things that we don't need. Like if it's really not a need, um, and it's just a want. And again, sometimes it's fun to treat yourself, but I think that that's when bulk shopping can take 
a turn for the horses if you're just constantly throwing everything into your cart. A hundred percent. It's like you want to be intentional with your time, your energy, your money, your space. Bulk shopping can fit into it. It's just how are you doing it and are you being thoughtful about the process? If yes, then it can fit into like a minimalist lifestyle, no problem. Yeah. And I wanted to say something, but I feel like I'm going to ask you this next question because we might get it. So I was going to say, what are the things that you are looking for when you are bulk shopping? Okay. So I have a very common list and it really just dives into the things that I a hundred percent know that we're going to use. And we're a family of two adults. So, so it's not like we need a ton, but um, my husband, he is a, he is a large man. He eats a lot of food. In my mind, it's like having three teenagers. Just That's just my guess. Um, so we go through a lot of things. So I'm buying a lot of like frozen meats, frozen vegetables, frozen fruits, a lot of produce, a lot of snacks, just like the big chip bags, a bunch of peanut butter, so much peanut butter and, um, you know, like the case of almond milk, the canned foods that I know that if I'm getting them at bulk, it's a better price and we actually use them constantly. But it's just those things that we know that we're consistently a hundred percent going to use. Yeah. It's those things that you're consuming on a regular basis. I tend to, if I want to try something new, I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to buy it in bulk. I'm going to go to Trader Joe's or Kroger and get it there. Yes. What would you say are the things that you pass on? We kind of just talked about it, things that we're not necessarily using regularly, but do you have any expansion on that? Absolutely. So for the things to pass on, I'm really thinking about what are the things that I commonly declutter with clients and things that come up all the time. Let's, I'm just going to give two examples, but you can apply this to any space. It's like you mentioned new things. Um, I see this a lot with cleaning supplies, whether it's bulk or even the standard size people end up oftentimes trying a new cleaning product, not liking the new cleaning product, getting something else, using that, loving it, but then they're holding onto this item that they don't love or use or even want in their house. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of down to like, how do I properly dispose of this? And because that feels like a hurdle for people, then they just hold on to it. So when we dig into cleaning products, then we're declaring a ton that they don't even actually want at all. It's just kind of like kept out of habit. And then that happens for foods too. People decide to try something, but they try it at Costco. Um, They bought it in a large container. Their family didn't really like it, but since they already bought it, they feel guilty about the money spent. If it's a case of something, you can donate the rest to your food bank. Um, And if it's just a standard size container and it's not working out for your family, just let it go. Let go of that guilt too. Just let it go because it's not worth keeping it as clutter. You're still devoting time, energy, and space to it at that point. Yeah. And I think a lot of times the issue comes down to space and it's like, oh, do I have the space to store in bulk? And that's something that I guess you'll have to prioritize certain items over others. I know my husband likes to buy his razors in bulk because it ends up being cheaper to do it that way. It would actually be cheaper to be sustainable and probably buy one of those reusable um, just blades, honestly. But if you are going to buy disposable razors like he does, they're not taking up a ton of space. And I think that this is where my frugality and the value of items comes into, into play because I wouldn't say that everything at Costco is the best deal, but 
for what I think it's like those two giant things of peanut butter at Costco is nine to eleven dollars. It's somewhere in between there, and they're organic peanut butter. And I'm just thinking if I were to measure the ounces in those and apply that to like a Kroger or Target for one container of organic peanut butter, it's so much better value. I know that we're all eating it in the household, and peanut butter has a long shelf life. So if, even if we weren't eating it every day, it would not go to waste. So mm-hmm. I think space consideration, frugality and price per ounce or price per unit. I, I consider a lot of that if I'm going to be buying in bulk. And how much you go through. I can't tell you how many households that I have worked with where, you know, where we, there's like a, a year supply or two year supply of sandwich bags. But if you're not using sandwich bags on a daily basis or a regular basis, that's going to take you so long to get through that supply. You're better off saving the space, getting it at Target in like a single box. If it's going to take you two months to go through that anyway, then getting that year supply. So thinking about the turnover too, you know, this comes up a lot with like beauty supplies. Like I'll buy the bulk, but I buy the bulk when I'm like low on the thing that's about to to run out versus like, okay, well, it's just good to have this like six months supply of this. You don't really need it. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing I was thinking that I wanted to be sure to mention was that mentioning sustainability. I didn't even think about sustainability before we started getting on, before we got on the call, but with bulk bins for nuts, or if you go to like a Whole Foods and you see all those, I guess the bulk section where you could take your own containers and, and purchase maybe a bigger quantity. I, I like that too, because not only is it a sustainable option, but you're also, again, I'm looking at that value. So I feel like That's another reason that I'm not opposed to shopping this way. Again, I think it comes down to what your priority is. Value, space, what is it that we're seeking when we're making these purchases? Because at the end of it, I want to try and be as intentional as I possibly can be with whatever I'm buying. A hundred percent. And thinking about, you know, there's always going to be a trade-off. So say you're not buying in bulk and you're only buying in stores with smaller quantities, the trade-off might be time and money. Like maybe you're spending a little bit more and you're going to the grocery store more often. But if you have really, really limited space, that trade would be worth it to you because if you're shopping in bulk, that trade-off could be clutter. And even if it's food clutter, clutter is still clutter. It's going to stress us the same amount, no matter what that clutter is made of. So we just have to think of all of the actions as far as shopping there's just always going to be a trade-off. What is it and how important is it to us? And just weighing those. Yes, absolutely. So again, we've kind of touched on all this. I figured this would be more of a dialogue. I knew I had some questions I wanted to ask you, but I just kind of wanted to bounce ideas back and forth with one another because I feel like this is the type of topic that is more of a discussion and not everyone's going to probably agree that's listening. Being a minimalist and buying bulk shopping, it is kind of like an oxymoron of sorts, but I do think that there is just room for this conversation. Raising kids who value experiences over stuff requires an investment. I'm talking about an investment into your kids' imaginations, empowering them to expand their horizons anytime, anyplace. Go Kid Go is the audio imagination company for kids. It's created by an Emmy award-winning team, Go Kid Go's newest production, Bobby Wonder, is about a boy with superpowers. Voiced by Danny Pudi, Bobby Wonder will immerse your kids in brain-building adventures each week. Expand your kids' minds without spending money and without any screens. Visit GoKidGo.com or find Bobby Wonder wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you've recently been following me on social media, you'll see that I've been going through somewhat of a closet purge, decluttering some items that I no longer wear. I was thrilled to hear about the app Poshmark, where I can easily sell and purchase new clothes. For those of you who haven't heard about Poshmark, it is a free app that you can download and you can easily clean out your closet and sell items for cash. I'll be adding my items soon, so download the app using my referral code. Listeners of Minimalist Moms get $10 off your first purchase. Just enter the invite code Minimalist Moms when you sign up. That's invite code Minimalist Moms. In 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. 2020 was interesting, so let's just do a mental health check-in. How are you really, and what do you need right now? Humans are not meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick, and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work not dealing well with stress, whatever it is that you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Minimalist Mom listeners get 10% off the first month at BetterHelp.com slash Minimalist. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Minimalist. My next question for you is, how can I tell if I'm getting a good deal? There is not going to be a shortcut on this, unfortunately. I know as we go shopping, a lot of it ends up being gut feel. Like I've, I just went on gut feel for like years and years. Um, earlier this year, one of my sisters, we started talking about this and this sister lives really close to me. So we're shopping at the, the same places. We're shopping at Costco, Trader Joe's, and then our local Fraley's, which is like our local chain. And it's, it's the closest grocery store to us and they have a great selection, but it's not necessarily like my go-to every week. So, so I ended up starting to like actually compare a bunch of things that I bought and broke it down, made a spreadsheet price per ounce, categorized it. Like I dorked out on this and it's not the most extensive list ever only because I'm not going to lie. It just took a lot of time and energy. But um, when I did a breakdown for a few things, I wrote this down for you because I thought it was pretty interesting. There were a few things where I was like, okay, this makes sense, but it's not, it's not an insane. This is not how I get rich basically like shopping at cost was not the thing that funds my retirement account. But there were things like the three berry blend from Costco versus the fancy berry medley from TJ's. The Costco bag is four pounds. The TJ's bag is 16 ounces. And across it, you save 50 cents pound. Or the Skippy at Costco, I get two two packs every time I go. Those are 48 ounces each. Uh, My local grocery store at Rayleigh's, they have 40 ounce ones. And at Rayleigh's, it's 15 cents an ounce versus nine cents an ounce at Costco. Or cage-free eggs at Costco versus cage-free eggs at Trader Joe's, it's 33 cents an egg at Trader Joe's versus 21 cents an egg at Costco. So it is a difference. And the percentage is there, cents for cents, 
you know, is this going to be what like really truly breaks the bank? Maybe, maybe not. Is it like going to be the, it's not how I pay off my car early, you know, but it does add up over time. So you just kind of have to take into consideration. I don't know, for me, it's worth having slightly less shorter shopping trips between my Costco trips. It just saves time on that end. I are, it's easier for me to plan when I'm cooking. We can kind of make a lot of basic recipes from what we get from Costco. I feel like it's worth it and I'll, I'll keep going to Costco, but it's not the end all be all for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you're making me think again, while we're having this conversation that for my cousin, it's just her and her son. And so whenever I'm like, Oh, you should come to Costco or you should get a membership. She's like, it's really just us. And she's like, and I don't like to eat the same thing all the time. So she's like, I'm not going to do that where I'd have a bunch of leftovers and then I don't want to waste. And so to her, when you break it down numerically like that, I can see where it is just 10 to 25 cents here and there that doesn't necessarily add up if you wouldn't be going to Costco as much. But I do feel like for a family of five, like us, I see the benefit because we are consuming a lot more as five individuals versus two. You know, something that you were talking about, about the, um, the repetitive meals that really resonated because we're such a family. I know this doesn't work for everyone, but we're fine with repetitive meals. It's like, okay, are we doing like chicken, vegetable, rice, chicken, vegetable, potato, We'll spice it up here and there, make it a little bit different, but we could eat that for a week and we're fine. Um, we're also a family that's super fine with leftovers. So if I get a lot of frozen chicken and I'm making a crock pot tikka masala and we eat that for three nights, I'm fine with it. My husband's more than fine with it. So that works for us. But like you mentioned, that doesn't work for everyone. And I know other families who, you know, they're larger families, but they want a different dinner every night and people don't like leftovers. It's just really what works for you. There's no, like we mentioned, no right way. You just have to do what's best for your family. Minimalism is going to look so different for everyone. So this is more of just, these are some thoughts, like don't feel bad if you're a minimalist, but buy in bulk and Mm -hmm. um, really just curate it for your life. I'm the same way as you though, because I could eat the same thing. I mean, we pretty much do. We do like spaghetti Monday, taco Tuesday, meat and potatoes Wednesday. Yeah, we have the week kind of planned out. And I like, I'm a creature of habit. I like to know what's coming. So I, it's okay with me. Mm-hmm. So my last kind of question to end this is just, I want to hear your final argument for bulk shopping and minimalist living. Okay. My final argument is that you can absolutely make it happen. I think these two things can be married and have a great relationship. Everything's going to be fine as long as you are not shopping for more space than you have. As I touched on this before, clutter is clutter. Stress of food clutter is going to be the same as stress caused by non-food clutter. So you're always just going to want to think about that trade-off when you do bulk shopping. And to try and remember that Costco is not the best place to try new things, even though it's our favorite place to get samples, you might not want to buy a hundred of that meatball that you're trying. Just, you know, try it somewhere else. Then if you really like it, then you know, okay, this is a great option for later. My husband, it's funny that as you, you're saying like, maybe not buy everything at Costco that we could try at Trader Joe's. He bought Mm -hmm. those hard boiled eggs in a bag. And I'm like, why are you buying hard boiled eggs in a pack? Number one, that's kind of yucky. Sorry for anyone listening that this like swears by them, but I'm just like, we could save so much money if you just did that. And again, convenience, I would say that my cousin, her argument would be like, Oh, convenience. I would always buy an egg in a bag, but 
Mm -hmm. To me, I'm like cost. It's so funny that you use that example. I used to work in tech. We had a lot of snacks. One of the snacks was egg in a bag, but just the single (laughs) servings. Mm -hmm. And I know, again, like you said, personal preference. If you like egg in a bag, more power to you. I cannot even bring myself to like touch them. I'm like, no. mm -mm." But I love boiled eggs and I build myself a batch of eggs every week so they're ready to go. And it's like one of the things I eat for breakfast almost every single day. So I really like boiled eggs. But then on the convenience factor, we do a little bit of that too. We do this lunch meat from Trader Joe's. It's called Just Chicken and it's small pieces of chicken. It's not the least expensive thing, but my husband really likes the taste and the portion sizing of that container. So we just get it and we don't worry about it. And it's like, it's not the least expensive option, but we don't worry about it. So you can find that balance too. And you know, that's fine. And maybe boiling your own eggs leaves you more room in the budget for pre-made chicken. (laughs) Well, where can people find you if they're wanting to connect with you online? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at Tidy Revival. Um, And my website is tidyrevival.com. And thank you so much again for having me. As we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is something that you're simplifying right now? AKA, what is your minimalist moment of the week? Okay. Minimalist moment of the week. This is a shameless plug for a local company that I'm obsessed with, but there's this local candle maker and it's called uh, Fish and Ship Craft Co. And she makes candles, but she also refills candles. So I have, when I'm done with my candles, I save them, I clean them out, I connect with her, give her the containers, and then she refills them with whatever scent I want. So I don't have to worry about like recycling or throwing those containers away, um, especially if you like the container that they come in. And so connect with your local candle maker or connect with her. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I'll have to look her up and include her in the show notes. That's great. My last question for you to end the conversation is what is something that you can't stop talking about? Okay. I'm reading a book right now called Professional Troublemaker by Lovey Ajayi Jones. She talks about making good trouble in the way of just like speaking up and being brave. And I'm about halfway through. It's amazing. I love it. I'm going to be recommending it so, so hard, um, especially as soon as I finish the whole thing. I'll have to add that to my list on Goodreads. This was a great conversation. I love dialoguing with you and I appreciate, I I wasn't going to say this on our actual recording, but I appreciate you sticking with it. I know my kids are outside being crazy. We're having to record in unusual circumstances. Martin was on my lap at one point during this interview. So I just appreciate you sticking through it and just being flexible. Of course. Anytime. This was awesome. Thank you so much, Diane. What did you think of the episode? To summarize, it's my perspective that if you use the groceries you purchase, it can be a cost-efficient way to buy groceries, especially for larger families. One of the big things that we didn't fully touch on in the episode was the sustainability element to big box stores like this. In regards to sustainability, I do acknowledge that just the amount of packaging is not zero waste, and I think it would be great to one day see just a bulk section where you could use your own bags or glassware. I know that that can get sticky because I'm assuming a lot of the packaging has to do with food preservation, but it is something that came to mind when just considering how these stores could be a little bit more green. But I do know that the sustainability element is probably a huge sticking point for potential customers that that are very conscientious of sustainability. I'd actually be really curious to know if you are someone that feels this way, 
Uh, I, I would just love to know more of your perspective. Again, not to be redundant, but it's a good deal if you're using it, but it's not a good deal if you don't use half of it or it goes to waste. And one suggestion that I do have is that I would say it can be very tempting to overdo it in a place like Costco, just as you're browsing the aisles, so many attention grabbers, especially when, well, I'm not sure if this will happen post COVID, but all the samples, I think it's really easy to feel impulsive when you're trying the samples. But my tip with that would be add it to your list for the next time so it doesn't become an impulse purchase. If it's something that next time you remember being so good and, and you just had to have it, focus on next time. So what are your thoughts? Are you a fan of Costco? Do you hate Costco? Maybe you're a Sam's Club member. I'd love to know your thoughts. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.